Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Wine Time with Peggy show, featuring Peggy Fiendaka, who along with her winemaker husband, Kurt Lawrence Dunham, owns and operates LDV Winery in Arizona. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2024, which is always exciting to kick off a new year. But we all know that we were naughty over the holiday season, right? Well, I was. I don't know about anyone else, but I was naughty. Um, But then when it comes to January, we have to kind of reality comes back and says, you better look at the treadmill or, you know, start working on those resolutions and health is part of it. And that's actually what we're talking about on today's Wine Time with Peggy show. Health and wine and blue zone communities, which Scottsdale, Arizona is becoming one. And of course, that's where LDV Winery's tasting room is based out of. And then, of course, their vineyard down in southeast Arizona. So welcome back, Peggy, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. What a great time to reset and uh, forget about the past and focus on the future. Yeah, I like this. And I never really thought we'd be talking about health and blue zones um, on a wine show, but I think it makes sense. And you said blue zone is your word, the term of the month, right? The wine term of the month. And I think this is a good time of year to to talk about what a blue zone is and uh, the initiatives that Scottsdale is doing and uh, to become a blue zone community and why wine is important. Absolutely. It's kind of um, blue zones. I think I find, you know, we want to, I want to live longer, right? I want to yeah, yeah, try yeah. to and figure out all of the, what I could do, what I have control over and what I could do to increase my longevity. And, uh, that's what I find exciting about what I've learned about blue zones. And also it fits so well with my wine brand, LDV winery, because we're focused on producing really clean, really fine wines and I think it fits beautiful with our brand but um, you know it they first started I guess you started hearing about blue zones back in 2000 when um, uh, I think the guy's name was Dan Butner 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 uh, and he's with National Geographic and he was a researcher and journalist and he actually started or coined that phrase of blue zones after he had gone to Okinawa, Japan to study uh, why folks there were living longer, living over a hundred and living really healthy lives. And, uh, and so he began his research following that to come up with are there some commonalities between these mm. these pockets of folks around the world that live long live healthy lives and can we learn from that and apply it to other communities so that they can kind of encourage citizens to live a healthy lifestyle and so that's the the idea of these blue zones because they've identified them all over the world and some common principles that apply to all of them and it's yeah longevity but it really goes into you've got the sunshine right so you've got the warmth um you know that kind of arid air and at the same time a lot of farm to table going on in Arizona that people don't really realize, which I know we've talked on on the show before. It's like right. Arizona is not the Sahara Desert and things do grow wine. And by the way, things grow in the Sahara Desert too. But anyway, you know what I mean? So you do right. have this 
the agriculture surrounding in the Phoenix area, central Arizona is amazing as well as where your winery is. So is that part of it is having such close proximity to, um, you know, locally sourced produce, wine, you know, that kind of thing. You know, um, absolutely. And what they've come up with, uh, the common themes, there's, it's, they call it the power of nine. There seems to be mm-hmm. these nine principles that are common in, in all of the areas that are designated blue zones. And they're things that you can work on individually. And being an urban planner, like I was in my previous life, I believe that we can design cities and we can create environments that encourage healthy lifestyle or encourage um, getting out and moving and, and so on. And so between my background in urban planning and then, of course, wine being one of the principles of the the power of nine, it just was a perfect fit, in my opinion, as well as my desire to live as long as I possibly can and as healthy as I possibly can. Well, how much of it comes into the factor of people getting together and and having wine together, having conversation, laughing. I know at the vineyard, not the not the vineyard at the tasting room, you do a lot of these um, special events, like you know, decorating with corks and crafts, and you know, also doing. Um, you're gonna have to say the term because I can't pronounce it. The when you, when you the sense of wine. Lenez de Vin. Lenez de Vin. Lenez de Vin. Right. I know and you were just on a on an interview on that too. Um, and so. Those kinds of projects, when you're learning something and laughing right. and having fun, I think that plays a big role in longevity because it's like a stress reducer. Like Nancy and I say, do not take away our wine. I don't <laughs> care what the doctors say. Honestly, our blood pressure goes up if we don't have our wine at the end of the day. Right. I'm just yeah. And exactly, I get you. So the, one of the principles is wine at five. And the idea is, Wine, particularly, uh, they have found that wine, the, the blue zones that do have been, um, experiencing longevity, they drink alcohol or wine on a regular basis, um, usually every day, except for a pocket of folks that were Adventist, um, they don't, uh, drink alcohol, mm-hmm. but the rest of them all have drink alcohol, but they drink it in a social setting. They drink it over dinner and with food, and they don't drink in um, large quantities. We're talking, so you can't do, you know, justify drinking those two bottles in the evening. You can justify drinking those two glasses every day um, with yeah. food and with friends, and it's a social activity, but they have found mm-hmm. that the... Um, the ingredients uh, or the the uh, polyphen- polyphenols and the uh, uh, listen to these terms flying out of Peggy's yeah, mouth here. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and the resveratrol. Wait a minute. The resveratrol. Yes, the resveratrol yeah, that's yeah. found in and the polyphenols that are found in the grape skins, Ooh. particularly red wine grape skins, are really known to protect the body against. Uh, certain kinds of damage that brings on cancer and heart disease and dementia. So um, particularly oh, wow. having the wine with 
food helps your body to absorb that um, those good good uh, assets in in the um, the wine. So uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not professing to be a doctor, but the research is showing or pointing to that in moderation, um, choosing wine with food and social setting is is a having a positive on your healthy lifestyle. Yeah, it's not doing shots in the bar. You no, know, that's a little different. I mean, we've all had our moments with that. It's fun, but yeah. but but not on a consistent basis. And I think the conversation is key. I wonder now about how important, you know, this kind of activity is when we're in the world of phones dominating how we communicate, that it's actually important to set that down and have like actual conversations, learning. I think education is part of it. Keeps your brain going. And if you can learn and have fun and drink wine all at the same time, I'm in. (laughs) Right. I mean, they have shown that having that interaction is really critical. One of the other um, uh, principles is living a life of purpose so that, I mean, every day you have to get up and do something and it's important work or it's, you know, your people are depending on you or it's critical that uh, you move forward in some positive way. So, you know, so many people live to retire and then sit in a chair and do nothing. And, and a lot of times they get diseases or illness and and die maybe prematurely because they've lost that sense of purpose that they had when they were working every day. So thinking about how do I continue to, as I age, how do I continue to find purpose and meaningful purpose in my life um, is very important to your longevity and your health. Hmm. I wonder also because of the weather that, you know, you can hike even in the summer when it's super hot in Arizona, you can get up and hike in the morning. You don't have to hike and be like a burly boy. You can, you know, go out and and take a walk. And and that kind of climate that you have, I think, you know, is also part of um, having that health. Absolutely. It just, you know, we're, we're blessed with so many days, um, that we have beautiful weather. So we can get out and about and, and do activities outside every day. Um, nothing holds us back. And that is another one of those pr- principles is that the activity that you do, you know, in a lot of the places that have been designated blue zones, you know, they had to grow their own food or they had to uh, walk to, to get food or do um, some kind of activity in their daily life. So the idea is you don't have to go to the gym every day. You don't have to run five miles every day, but finding ways t- during your day to move and get active and do something uh, is what it's all about. Mm, I agree. You know, you know, Nancy and I just did that big drive, you know, across Texas right. to Oregon and, you know, through other states. And by the time we got here, we just drove, th- you know, for three days, just nonstop. By the time we got here, I literally felt like we're going to fall out of the car. Everything's going to fall <laughs> off the car. You know, just fall out, fall off. You know, everything falls down. But your body, you can tell just in those right. three days how your body has physically changed. And for Kurt out in the vineyard every day, right. he's got to have that that feeling of like, I got to move, got to go out, got to do, you know what I mean? That yeah. you know, I'm an antsy person. I got to, you know. As much as I'm at the computer all the time, it's like, 
I got to go outside. I got to go see what's right. going on. I love that part of, you know, life is, is that curiosity and being able to go out and, and luckily can. So Kurt out in the vineyard, um, does, does he feel like he's in the blue zone? <laughs> he, yeah, it definitely is helping him, you know, just moving, you know, and bending and lifting and, and yeah, fresh air. He, fresh air and, uh, it's, it's definitely that just kind of activity that has also meaningful activity instead of just, you know, standing at a, uh, wine making machine. is very meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it is. Very, hey, listen, he's, he's creating all those antioxidants. That's another part, right? The wine is right. antioxidants. Absolutely. It's very good for us, just like berries and all of that. So how is the vineyard, by the way, with it being winter? What's going on with, with, you know, the winery? Are you releasing more wines this year? Ooh, yeah. So we're, you know, we're tiptoeing around the vineyard because the vines are going to sleep for their long wow. winter nap. So we, uh, we haven't had a hard freeze yet in the vineyard, but, um, you know, early January is when it really hits. And so all the leaves will drop from the vineyard and then it'll look like it's, it's in its, it's dormant and it, it's not dead. It just is sleeping until the spring. We'll probably late January, we'll probably do our uh, winter or our spring pruning and preparing the vines to begin to wake up for, um, bud for bud break. So our goal is usually by March 1st that we finish that pruning starting in January, finishing it by March 1st. And then, you know, this year we ordered about 1200 plants, um, that we're going, that's going, we're going to plant in early April, most likely. The goal is to, we plant new vines after the last hard freeze date. You know, you mm. can't, it's a guesswork, but it's usually at the end of March, 1st of April is a last freeze date for us. And so we feel it's safe to plant those babies in in the vineyard. So yeah, twelve hundred new babies are coming in the spring, which is exciting. But uh But what's on the horizon for wine? Well, um, is- you know, we you remember in the winery we had about s- several hundred barrels in the in the winery while we finished racking all of the barrels in the in the winery and if everyone remembers what racking is it's a way to how we um, begin to clarify the wine so the wine kind of settles down in the sediment settles down to the bottom of the barrel and we empty the barrels we clean out that sediment and then we put the the wine back and top it off so the barrel is full of wine again so we've just completed that process of several hundred barrels in the winery and uh so yeah it's a lot um and we uh we will be releasing um the 2017s those white wines that you tried yeah we hopefully will be having um those come to the market either late january first of february and uh boy we started working with the 2023 wines you know these are the brand new vintage that came in and so we did our first racking on some of those and oh my goodness are they beautiful you know as yeah there it's going to be an exciting vintage as you recall it was a small Mm -hmm. vintage but the 
high quality grapes and boy do Ooh. they smell beautiful in the in the vineyard so we're excited about the 2023 vintage but uh, very cool yeah i'm glad you still have 2017 because <laughs> can't you do not stop the flow of wine no nope. out of LGBT. <laughs> we don't want any of that to happen so this yeah. year's looking good you're excited we're excited about uh, what we have on the coming out, and we have plenty of wine for people to enjoy. Uh, remember, you, for shipping, we can only ship um, up until April, mid-April, at the latest, the end of April. So if you want to uh, get some of these great wines, they should do it. Um, and you know valentine's day is coming just saying they're saying right right yep we have a lot of uh fun wines coming out on the market uh so yeah and you know uh our wines fit so beautifully with this uh healthy lifestyle that um the blue zones really promote as well as people are looking to start the new year in a you know, a new way, uh, um, a new focus on their health and so on. Well, LDV wines are zero residual sugar. They're gluten-free. They're vegan. They're just really clean, wonderful wines, low sulfites. Um, and so you should care about the wine you drink. Um, just like you care about the food that you're putting in your body, you should care about the wines you drink and how they're made and and um, support local winemakers that are trying to do uh, produce wine that's really high quality. And then pairing it with foods that are local if, if you can, you know? Yes. Um, and I know you like, you know, in your area, you've got olive oil, you know, makers, uh, you know, olive growers, olive oil makers. You've got all of this produce that comes out right. of your backyard that to go and, on a culinary journey in Arizona is pretty amazing because you can get these wines like LDV, you can get salads, you can get all kinds of fruit. And I mean, it's pretty darn yummy and, and yet it's good for you, which is so good. Right. I I think people are shocked uh, when they really dig into the agriculture that we have in Arizona. I mean, we can, parts of Arizona, we can grow absolutely anything because of the, the either the climate or the soils are just incredible. Um, so from everything, I mean, we're the lettuce capital of the world in Arizona, and we grow a lot of tomatoes. Of course, our citrus has is, is been, is tremendous industry. Uh, potatoes are a tremendous industry. Um, the nuts, where we grow oh, yeah. world-class pistachios and world-class um, uh, dates in Arizona. And pecans? And, pecans and pecans, too. Yeah. 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 I know Yuma, they have the Majul dates, which are the royal dates. Right. And they can grow without any pesticides, which is pretty amazing. Right. So even trying to do it organic, they just grow naturally. And, you know, then, yeah, like you're saying, um, the winter crops, you know, that's what I think is so great about Arizona is you right. are growing when the rest of the country's snowed in. You're growing lettuce and spinach and a little bit of everything, pepper, Correct. you know, everything's growing. But like you're right, the nuts, the pecans, the pistachios, you know, it's um, pretty amazing. And even stone fruit you have and apples, right. depending on where right. you are, you know. Right. Um, I just darn cool. I just picked my pomegranates um, and some oranges that have been 
tremendous. And in my little garden at my home up in the, the Scottsdale Phoenix area. And we, uh, I have my second crop of tomatoes, um, growing and all of my herbs have been, um, uh, coming back to life and growing. Oh, well, so, you're Italian. You need a yeah. kitchen garden, don't you? Exactly. She's like, I want my kitchen garden. <laughs> I want to go out exactly. and get Exactly. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And, like you know. That is a good thing to eat, right? That's, right? that's healthy. Right. And just, uh, you know, the idea behind eating healthy doesn't have to mean you have to eat like a rabbit. The 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 key is in the blue zone project has wonderful recipes and things uh, to think about um but it's it's eating smaller meals you know eating met, thinking like more of a mediterranean kind of diet which is less less red meat but more um grains and vegetables and uh fish and seafood so you don't have to become a vegetarian um but you need to right. to, to think in moderation there's a uh, it, um i can't remember which blue zone really focused on it but they had a they 80% it's the 80% rule so stop mm. eating when your stomach is 80% full oh, so wow, you know we as americans we overeat. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm overweight. I understand. I over, mm-hmm. I overeat, and trying to do uh, uh, focus mm-hmm. on a different way of eating, and that hit home with me to think about it. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're having a meal with friends or with your family, and it's a social kind of activity, you're interacting. You're not just. Yeah. You know, shoveling food but in you're your celebrating. mouth. Celebrating, you're, you're celebrating, and you're taking time to actually chew your food while someone's communicating, Correct. talking. You know, and and I think sometimes we're we're stress eating and stress drinking. Correct. Like, oh, I need to have a cocktail that day. You know, totally suck. Let's have a cocktail, and then next, you know, it's almost like an angry way of ingesting food and and drink, no matter what it is. Correct. I don't care if it's a soda or what you know, and your body when you're in that zone, that mode. Right. Knows it. Right. And it's not happy. But if you're now going to go, hey, you know what? I've had a really crappy day. I'm going to sit down with my friends and family, have a nice meal. Your body goes, okay, you can shrug that off, whatever right. that was, and now celebrate. And celebration, it gives you those endorphins and it makes you. Correct. I mean, I know when Nancy and I had dinner with you and Kurt, I mean, we had a good time. Yeah. You know, I did. I went to bed giggling. Yeah. And, and I. I, I don't know if the brownies are, are on, <laughs> on the blue zone list, but if they made me happy, maybe I shouldn't have eaten as many, but um, maybe I had a smaller portion, but it makes you happy. And dark Correct. chocolate is allowed. Dark chocolate yes. is allowed. And uh, uh-huh. uh, there's dark chocolate in front of me. And I tell people, don't leave dark chocolate around me because it goes like wine does. It's like those two go hand in hand and um, I'll run off into the woods with the wine and the chocolate. Right. But one- to really enjoy I think you know we we've become very much a, an individualistic society right which is okay to be an individual as an individual right to have your own you know to understand who you are in thoughts and ideas and who you are right right but as we become like families are spread out across the country and around the world so these communities have changed. And I think part of the key of the blue zone 
is to actually have community. Correct. And that is key. So we're not so solo. I think when people live a very individualistic kind of lifestyle, it can actually be on the depressing side and you don't get as many endorphins from laughing. It's not like you watch a movie that's funny and you're laughing on your own. You're not belly rolling and belly laughing like you would with a friend. You're Correct. not going to do the big snort. You're right. not going to do the ugly face tears in your eyes from giggles on your own. Right. You know, and we need to right. have those. Yeah, the other thing I found interesting that they uh, found in the uh, one of the principles is that um, find a tribe. They call it your tribe. Find your tribe okay. yeah. that yeah. is uh, have also common goals or have a, a dedication. They have found that if you surround yourself with negative people or people that you know maybe overeat, maybe overdrink, well, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to fall into that, into step with those like folks. Even if you're trying not to, you're going to have a difficult time. So the idea behind communities that are focusing, like Scottsdale is focusing on creating blue zone, um, kind of this ethic is to create spaces and places and community that people that want to live a long, healthy mm-hmm. lifestyle can join together and uh, help each other to achieve those goals. But do it in a way that is easy and part of their everyday lifestyle instead of having to, you know, go on a diet or go and do yeah, yeah. something. Diets don't work. I, I no. know Dr. Jackie Bonnie comes on our show. She's a cardiologist and uh author of uh, Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story. And she really focuses on women because heart attacks kill women more than cancer. Right. And she said, our lifestyle, if we could change our lifestyle by 80%, here it is, uh-huh. we have an 80% chance of not getting heart disease. And diabetes, heart, heart disease, all of that is connected. And she's all about Mediterranean diet. And when you go to change, that it's, if you're going to do a positive change, like, okay, I'm going to lose some weight, so I need more activity. Maybe go for a walk with friends in the evening versus I've got to do this now. And it's like this, this stressful thing. Correct. Turn it into fun. Like you're talking about. She said that that's laughter, meditation, things like that um, are are huge. And, And it is about having to make positive changes, to have a supportive community where it's not like you didn't do your steps today. That, that sucks. Nobody wants to do that. And I think even education for kids should change up a little bit. That's more inspiring and encouraging and fun versus I'm going to, you know, wag my finger in your face. Nobody wants that. Right. Yeah. So making it part of your lifestyle. So instead of running, you know, we're in January and it's first of the year and everyone wants to join a gym or buy, you know, exercise equipment, do it. Do the simple things. Do the things that um, you can embed in your lifestyle. So at the grocery store, park park your car. Um, not trying to get the first spot closest to the grocery store. Park it out a ways and walk a little bit farther. Or uh, or don't do pick up at the grocery store. Why don't you go into the store now and, right. and do your grocery shopping. Do the simple things that get you moving. Um, cut down. Yeah. Choose one day a week that you're just going to not have 
um, meat in your diet, you know, so do at least one or two days that are just all plant-based meals mm. um, and just do the simple things and make mm. it, uh, the, I think those are the real changes that will last in your mm. life. We've done some interviews with an organization as the Reducitarians and um, they've got great cookbooks and um, they were on our show a few times actually. And it's really about not becoming vegetarian or vegan, but just reducing, like you're saying, right. once or twice a week, not only does it help your body, but it actually gives back to the environment as yeah. well of how we eat and how we, you know, it, that's a whole other conversation that I don't want to get in trouble with because I am not a doctor and I'm not right. the environmental smart person. But um, whatever we can do, also when we look at climate change, I think these actions help uh, try to mitigate what's going on with climate change right. across the country and around the world as well, of uh, reducing down. And I, I love their that principle. And it actually, I think the whole thing is kind of connected to the blue zones, as I recall, in those okay. conversations. And their recipes are great. Like, you know, we're getting into the big football game, right? Mm-hmm. They had recipes that were, instead of doing buffalo wings... They were doing um, cauliflower with buffalo wing right. stuff, sauce like, on them. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And like fried cauliflower. And you can do all these kinds of alternatives um, that are fun. And then you're learning something new and trying something new. So then you're happy. Right. You know, right. That, for some is a fear factor, but I'm like, let's do something new. <laughs> right. Know, exactly. So, yeah. Now, I know you have a recipe for granola. So now do you, do you <clears> drink <throat> wine with granola? I think you, you can drink wine with anything. I think, I think so, but, uh, it is a great, uh, breakfast and I use, um, whole oats and, uh, use honey. There's honey, there's whole oats, there's a little brown sugar to sweeten it up. I also use maple, um, pure maple syrup to add a little flavor to it. Um, I use different kinds of uh, dried fruit. So I love cranberry and, and cherries in my granola. I also use it. The recipe calls for unsweetened coconut uh, in Ooh. it. And mm-hmm. uh, so you can do, uh, it's pretty simple recipe. I usually, uh, I am not a big morning cereal person but Kurt is and it really sticks with him so I will do several batches of it which are big cookie sheet um, trays of it and it lasts a long time and he always has uh, you know fresh fresh um, granola but it's a great snack I I do it more as a snack than I do. Yeah I was going to ask you about that because as we drive I'm terrible about that we're so healthy until we drive. Right. And then here comes the sodas, the, you know, the, the food you shouldn't and me and the gummy bears need to stop at this relationship <laughs> because they do not make me drive better. Um, I don't know if my dentist agrees with me having them. Dr. Jackie certainly has given me hell about it uh-huh. um, because she goes, you know, that kind of, if, if you understood how much sugar you are putting right. in your body and I, and the only sugar normally that I ingest is from wine oh. and it's not even wine uh, sugar by then. Right? right. So it's, it's, it's healthy. So anyway, I'm trying to, I can't do a lot of trail mixes or things like that because they put almonds and things I'm now allergic to, or have like an issue oh, with wow. tree nuts, which sucks. Okay. That's like, horrible. 
but I'm thinking of making my own, like with pepitas and yes. sunflower seeds and coconut and medjool dates, you know? Yep. 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 Well, my recipe will be perfect for that because you can, you can do whatever add-ons that you want into it. So, um, I do typically have, um, uh, slivered almonds or, or, um, sliced almonds yeah. in yeah, it. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, which are wonderful, but, uh, unsalted, but, you can you can pull those out. You don't need to put those in and and adjust the recipe any way that you want. But yeah, it's good a, for you. They are cashews. Oh, I miss them, man. I'm like, oh, I, I, you know, if anybody put a bag of nuts in front of me right now, I'd be going to town. I'm terrible. No wonder my body said no. I don't know, but you know, macadamia nuts and all of those. Oh yeah. Ooh, I yeah, know. I love but, that. But granola could be like a trail mix on the road yes. as a snack, like you're saying for yes. people. Absolutely. I it's can, a great snack. Uh huh. And it, 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 and it stays with you, you know, I think mm-hmm. longer. So I'll definitely, uh, have that recipe for you and, Ooh. uh, let, try it different ways and let me know what you think. Uh, maybe you come, come up a, with a great formula for how you want to put your add-ins into the granola. Let me know. That's I will. Fun. I will. So everyone, we're going to link the recipe from the show notes. It'll also be up on blend radio and tv.com for you to check out there. But Peggy, always fun and happy new year. It's exciting. It's a whole uh, new year. I know. Yes, exactly. Good. And I, I like the numbers too. Two, oh, two, four. And you uh-huh. added up. It's like eight, which is the, you know, the sign of infinity. It's ah. how hummingbirds fly is in the, uh, the, uh, number eight. That's the figure eight that, that's ah. how hummingbirds. And their wings do this circle. And so I feel very positive about this year. Yay. I do too. I am excited about the new year. So, um, yeah, let's cool. make it a good one. Yeah. Everyone, thank you for joining us. Happy New Year, everyone. Take care. And let's stay blue zoned. I love this. I hope this becomes like something across the country. And I do Scott too. Sale is, you know, a, a, um, a leader in it, you know. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Wine Time with Peggy show. Keep up with LDV Winery at ldvwinery.com. Keep up with Big Blend Radio at bigblendradio.com.